Blessings to Israel presents Discerning the Times, a program committed to encouraging you to view current events through the lens of the Bible. Now, in honor of the one and only true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, please join us for today's program. Welcome to the program. So glad to be with you once again this week, and it is truly a joy to be back in the saddle once again, as I, like so many across our nation, have been battling with the respiratory virus for about the past two weeks and i've had to run a couple replays as a result of it so it is so good to be back on the airways once again and i'm also very delighted to be joined today for the very first time by my new co-host i'm referring to dr bruce logan if you've been a frequent listener to our program over the years you you know he's been a frequent guest of ours but he's joining for the very first time today as co-host. And so it is such a blessing to have him. So, Doc, I want to welcome you to the program and Happy New Year. Oh, same to you. And I want to say also that I'm just uh, just overjoyed and overwhelmed for the opportunity to be co-hosting the show with you. Um, just, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity and for the fact that you uh, just thought of me and considered me for this opportunity. I'm just beyond grateful. And I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in the future with this platform. Amen. Amen. Likewise. Yeah, it is definitely a blessing to have you. And, and we're just going to see where the Lord takes us concerning this um, discerning the times. That is what we're here for. And one of the things that I did prior to Christmas, the show that we aired on Christmas, I, I ran an episode in which I shared some things concerning what is happening with world leaders today and things that I think is pointing to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And uh, we titled that as it was in the days of Noah. It was a very high level overview. And matter of fact, I had a listener who wrote in and he said, well, it was a good synopsis, but you could have had a lot more commentary. And I told him, I said, yeah, we're going to dig deep into it. As soon as I get my partner on with me, we're going to dig deep. So stay tuned. So we're going to continue looking at that today as it was in the days of Noah. So where I want to begin is I want to share first from the United Nations website. This is a statement that they have uh, concerning COP27. It states, quote, on 20 November, the 27th, Conference of the Parties to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, COP27, that took place in the Egyptian coastal city of Sharm el-Sheikh, concluded with a historic decision to establish and operationalize a loss and damage fund. It goes on to state, from the 6th to 20th of November, COP27 held high-level and side events, key negotiations, and press conferences hosting more than 100 heads of state and governments, over 35,000 participants and numerous pavilions showcasing climate action around the world and across different sectors. So on that note, I now want to share a clip from Mark Henry. He's interviewing Michelle Bachman, and they are discussing this very event, COP27. As in previous years, this fall's United Nations Climate Change Conference will focus on developing policies, social momentum, and political action aimed at combating climate change. COP27, however, is also taking a strange turn toward the spiritual. Over the weekend of November 12th through 13th, few official discussions or activities are planned at COP27. This provides a major moment when the attention of media and participants can be turned to interreligious climate messaging and a transformative vision. On Sunday, November 13th, religious leaders will return to Mount Sinai 
a mountain whose memory and meaning loom large as a place of revelation in the collective consciousness of Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and others. It is a site for turning to God and receiving God's message. The Bible describes there that the law of God was given to Moses, the moral law of God. That's one of the key elements of a worldview. How you got here, that's creation, and then meaning and purpose, and then morality. Where does morality come from? Well, the Ten Commandments, and then, of course, destiny. And so it's one of those key places in our Christian faith. The morality of God, the decisions of right and wrong are found and summed up in those Ten Commandments. And here now, COP27, we find world leaders going to Mount Sinai. This is an act of blasphemy. Michelle, tell us what you've gleaned on this whole subject. This is absolutely shocking. This was the climate change conference that President Biden went to attend two days after the American election in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt. This is connected to the Sinai area, and there's a historical site in Sinai called Mount Sinai. Whether it actually was the actual Mount Sinai or not is controversial. But a hundred supposedly interfaith leaders climbed up Mount Sinai. This was totally blasphemed. They climbed up to receive Ten Commandments. And it wasn't a recreation of Moses receiving the Ten Commandments from God. These were the Ten Commandments of climate change. Their message is that every world religion can keep their religion, but they need to make sure they all observe these Ten Commandments of climate change. This was rolling out the one world religion that, again, the Bible talks about. So, Doc, I, I guess, you know, God gave the Ten Commandments through Moses, but this apparently is not good enough for these COP27 leaders. Well, as was stated, that this is one of the biggest heresies. And to try to call any one heresy the greatest heresy of our time would be uh, uh, kind of hard because there's so many uh, that we're faced, you know, right about now. But this is, has to be amongst the leading uh uh, heresies that we face from see this involving or encompassing all world leaders from around the world. And notice what it said. It says over a hundred interfaith leaders, which is a, a, a term for religious leaders, and also uh, many of the world's governmental leaders, uh, uh, climate change with the morality of the Ten Commandments and trying to make them one and the same. Uh, and so, in other words, um, the, the the morality of climate change is put, uh, or they're putting on the same level as the God's Ten Commandments, and it's just absurd, just in and of itself. Um, but just this whole idea of climate change, from its very onset, has been nothing but a ruse. It's been nothing but a scam um, in order to set the stage or establish this one-world governmental system. And this scam has gone back now for over 60 years. I can recall, um, I think it was 1968, there used to be a series of uh, shows that was hosted by uh, Leonard Nimoy, who played Mr. Spock of Star Trek. And uh, the name of this series of shows was called In Search Of. Well, one of the episodes that they did uh, for, uh, that I just really stood out in my mind, and just to kind of give a background, this show used to, you know, do all different types of show, uh, in search of type of episodes, like in search of Bigfoot, in search of the Yeti, and so on and so forth. And uh, it was very popular, actually, back in the day. I think it was uh, 
uh, sponsored by National Geographic, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, they did this one episode called In Search of the Coming Ice Age. And as they went through all of the narrative that they went through about how uh, carbon and how the greenhouse effect is going to cause another coming ice age, if the world don't act uh, within 10 years. Now, mind you, this was in 1968. So 10 years went by. Matter of fact, 15, 20 years went by. And not only did we not see an ice age, not only did the world start not get uh, colder, but things started getting warmer. So they had to change their narrative. Mm -hmm. So they changed the narrative from the coming ice age to global warming. Remember Al Gore, uh, you know, in the, the uh, what was it called? Independent Truth? Mm -hmm. uh, or it was called something like that. It was, had to do with uh, trying to demonstrate and go on. He went all around the world showing clips of how the poles were, uh, uh, were melting and so on and so forth. And so, but the, but the solution for global warming was the exact same as the solution to curb the, uh, or to stop the coming ice age. And the solution was world governments banding together, changing world economics in order to uh, pr uh, protect the atmosphere, to protect the environment from a one world, from a global perspective. Well, fast forwarding 15, 20 years after that, we not only did the world, uh, none of their projections of the world getting warmer and the ice age and the uh, polar ice cap, caps melting, none of that came true. So they had to change the narrative again. So they changed the narrative to climate change. <laughs> and lo and behold, the same exact solutions that they had subscribed for the coming ice age, the same exact solutions that they uh, suggested for the global warming are the same exact solutions that they uh, came up with in order to curb climate change. Mm. So the narrative has changed, but the ultimate goal has remained the same. Governments of the world coming together and forming an economic system in order to, uh, as a pretext, to uh, curb or save the planet. Mm. And and another thing, you know, if, we're, if you're an astute Bible uh, student, then you should be aware of the fact that when God created the earth, God said it was good. And at that point, there was a firmament or mist that was around the earth that prevented, um, and I don't want to go too deep into these woods, uh, weeds, but it prevented uh, a, a lot of harmful ultraviolet rays from uh, penetrating the earth's atmosphere. Um, and, and also the world uh, is believed to have been a or constant temperature all around the globe. This is kind of evidenced by the fact also that there has been numerous discoveries of vegetation in the poles and in the Arctic. Um, but of course, that's a, another uh, discussion that we can make for another day. But the point that I'm trying to make is that God said that um, the world warming is was good. He said not only said it was good, but it, or, or in other words, it was a greenhouse effect. Mm -hmm. and it was going to be kind of rephrase that because what happened when you had the mist of the, the firmament around the earth, it created a greenhouse effect. And God said that that greenhouse effect was good. But now man is trying to tell us that the greenhouse effect that God said was good is now bad and going to harm the planet. And so we got to do this one world governmental scam in order to save what God said was good. Mm. 
So uh, it just kind of show it goes to show you that you know we are living in a day and a time where the spirit of Antichrist is actively at work trying to bring about the event that's described in the book of Revelation. Yeah, yeah, because Revelation 17 points to what Michelle Bachman was speaking of. She said that it is what the Bible speaks of. And as you pointed to, this spirit of Antichrist bringing about this one world system, this one world government. And it tells us in Revelation 17 that it would also be a one world religion and it will be merged together with this Antichrist system. And the Bible calls it the the great harlot. So I, I definitely think that what we are seeing is this unfolding right before our eyes. And that's exactly right, because notice uh, as you were playing that clip that they said that they were going to these world leaders, mind you, or climbing uh, with the alleged Mount Sinai Mm -hmm. in order to receive the Ten Commandments of climate change. Yeah. Now, if you just if you just stop and, you know, if your listeners would just stop and and uh, marinate on that just for a minute. (laughs) that is the heresy on the highest order mm-hmm. because you're associating climate change, something that God said was good in the beginning, and you're associating that with the morality of the Ten Commandments and, uh, and attempting to make it one and the same. In other words, merging together these Ten Commandments of climate change with God's Ten Commandments. And just the, just the whole idea is just uh, absurd, just just an honest on in its face. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really is. But we see that one world religion unfolding. They're making a religion out of this. And, and there are things that our Lord said concerning his first coming when he was on earth at his first coming. I want to share Matthew chapter 16 verses one through three. Here are the words that our Lord in speaking to the Pharisees and Sadducees, it states there. Then the Pharisees and Sadducees came and testing him asked, that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said to them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. And Jesus was speaking of his first coming. They did not discern who he was in that he was God in the flesh. And as we are titling this series, as it was in the days of Noah, Jesus said that is how it would be for his second coming, that people would not discern the signs of the times. And the unfortunate thing, Dr. Logan, is just like at his first coming, these Pharisees and Sadducees, they they were the religious leaders of the day and they were not discerning of what was taking place. And we see a repeat happening today with many religious leaders. They are oblivious to what is going on. And so. That is why we have this program, though, to discern the times, to wake people up as to what is going on, because there are some some evil things that are happening out there amongst world leaders that I I truly think is pointing to the second coming of Christ. And so on that note, I want to now share Yuval Noah Harari. For anyone who's never heard of him, this man is an Israeli historian and professor in the Department of History at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. He's also the best selling author of Sapiens a brief history of humankind, which put him on the map in 2014. So I want to share a couple of clips of some of the statements that he's making, and then, Doc, we'll, we'll unpack it. Okay. And COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. 
we want to stop this epidemic, we need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. What we have seen so far, it's corporations and governments collecting data about where we go, who we meet, what movies we watch. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. All right, so there you have it. Uh, here's this guy again. His name is Yuval Noah Harari, and he is pushing for surveillance under the skin. So, so Doc, what is this all about, and where is it going? Again, what we're seeing um, is something that's really incredible, something that we have not seen uh, in the history of the human race. We're starting to see in the, uh, our culture today. And I was going to talk a little bit more about this later. But what we're actually seeing is that the technology now exists for the first time in history for all of the end time events that described in the book of Revelation to come to pass. We're starting to see this technology in order to see that fulfilled actually happening before our very eyes. I can remember when I first started really studying prophecy. Uh, and I wanted to talk a little bit about this more later in the, in the, uh, the in this series. But when I first started studying prophecy, I would read uh, scriptures in the 666, about the 666 rather, and I would study other, you know, famous uh, Bible prophecy teachers like Hal Lindsey and some of the others. And when it came to certain things like this, they really did not have an understanding as to how this could actually happen. Um, how would this 666 system really and really uh, be able to come to pass? And, and I'm talking in the early to mid 80s. We didn't really have a full understanding. A lot of people thought that maybe if the, the, the barcode was the going to be the 666. And, and but now, from that point till now, technology has advanced in such a rapid pace that we can now see. Uh, the pretext or the prelude to the 666 uh, system happening. This idea of having surveillance under the skin, anybody who's a true believer and hear those words, it just sends chills up and down your spine, recognizing that the Bible says that in the skin or, I mean, in your hand or in your forehead, there was going to be a mark in which, you know, nobody would be able to buy or sell without that mark. And for the first time in history, we're now seeing the technology uh, being not only available, but being promoted. And this is the key. The technology is not only available, but it's being promoted and advocated for by world leaders. Because this uh, Dr. Harari is a, a very popular among many of the world leaders. And his ideas are being postulated all over, all around the world uh, in order to uh, really bring many of his ideas to uh, fruition. Mm -hmm. So it's a very alarming time if you're a believer. And, and for me, though, it's, it's an exciting time because I actually see God's word coming to pass right before our eyes. But it's also a time where as believers or as the church, we have to start sounding the alarm because this stuff is happening Right, right under our nose, and right in broad daylight, and, it's, and they're not even trying to make a secret or trying to hide it, or they're not trying to be subtle about it in any way, shape, or form. They're they're being 
open and blatant with it. Yeah. And uh, and and I'm I'm a firm believer, and I just want to say this that the only reason why they can get away with being this open and blatant is because they are capitalizing on the ignorance of people and especially the ignorance of believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and doc, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I think you agree with me in that what you have all know, Noah Harari is saying here is that the, the technology is there now for biometric surveillance. Now we're not saying that people who received injections that they have received the mark of the beast. We we're not saying that they have received six, 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 but the capability is there now. And, and you heard him say in the soundbite, COVID-19 has brought about that reality for the first time in human history. And I can recall when, when COVID-19 came on the scene, it was a lot of things had me scratching my head. You know, it's like, where, where is, what is this and where is it coming from? What is this all about? Um, I do truly believe, yes, it is a real virus. Where it originated, that is still up for debate. A lot of people think it came out of a lab simply from from scientists sort of monkeying around. But, uh, you know, time will tell with all of that. But the, the thing is, though, he's saying that now here we have for the very first time the ability, the capability for surveillance. And we know the Bible says that is what the Antichrist is going to utilize is surveillance through his mark. And so I, I want to share one more clip from Harari before we wrap up for today. And he's continued to talk about this access to your body through your skin. The privileged access now belongs to corporations like Google. They can have access to things happening ultimately inside my body and brain, which I don't know about. There is somebody out there, not just one, all kinds of corporations and governments that maybe not today, maybe in five years, 10 years, 20 years, they will have privileged access to what's happening inside me, more privileged than my access. They could understand what is happening in my brain better than I understand it. You don't have to give them permission. I mean, in some countries, maybe you have no choice at all. But even in a, in a democracy like the United States, a lot of the information that enables an external entity to hack you, um, nobody asks you whether you want to give it away or not. Now, at present, most of the data that is being collected on, on humans is still from the skin outwards. We, we haven't seen nothing yet. We are still just at the tip of, of, of this revolution because at present whether it's Google and Facebook and Amazon or whether it's the government or whatever they are, uh, are trying to understand people mainly on the basis of what I, what I search what I buy where I go who I meet it's all external the really big revolution which is coming very quickly will be when the AI revolution and machine learning and all that the infotech revolution meets and merges with the biotech revolution and goes under the skin. So, Doc, to the point that you made earlier, Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 and 17 reads, He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. I don't know of anyone in their right mind who would want someone to have control of their body to their decision making. Uh, but that is what this man Harari is talking about. And, and once again, 
uh, I just wanted to point out that not only is this what he is talking about, but he is being advocated. He has become a fan favorite of world leaders of mm-hmm. uh, all around the world. And that's, that's the, the thing that we really need to, to focus on. In other words, his ideas are being postulated uh, by world leaders all around. But world leaders are inviting him to their conferences. Um, he's, he's a, uh, we, we've talked in episodes past about Klaus uh, Schwab, uh, the head of the World Economic Forum, and his great reset. And Dr. Harari is his advisor, sits on his board of directors. And that kind of tells you in and of itself just the uh, weight that he carries in the things that uh, he is trying to advocate for. Um, but but not only that, um, you know, like we, we're, we talked about as it was in the days of Noah. I mean, the thing is, is that the technology now exists in order for all of that to happen. And, um, but, and of course, we're going to talk about later, you know, again, uh, as it was in the days of Noah, how the similarities between what we're seeing now, because remember, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. So there, basically, he was saying that there were going to be some similarities as to the conditions during Noah's time uh, compared to the conditions that will exist at the time of his second coming. And this is something that we need to be extremely um, discerning of as believers and uh, extremely conscientious about. Yeah, absolutely. Because the way we're tying this back to the days of Noah, folks, is because in the days of Noah, one of the things is that there were what is known as Nephilim. We, we find that in Genesis chapter six, in which these fallen angels came down and procreated with women. And so you had a hybrid race of people on the earth and, and God sent the flood to destroy them. And so what we are seeing today, though, is something called transhumanism, where we see the merging of human beings with technology and it looks as though what they want to do is basically hack humans and we're going to look at that next week in which harari speaks of that very thing of basically microchipping or or implanting biometric surveillance technology within human beings uh, so that we are part human but then our minds and our wheels are being controlled by technology and so it is alarming things. And as you said, Doc, there are world leaders, and we're going to share this next week, who are on board with what Harari is saying. So you may say this man is just the quack. Why are you giving him the, the time of day? But there are a lot of influential world leaders who are following him. So we're out of time for this week. But, Doc, I want to thank you for coming on and, and joining us as co-hosts and looking forward to the ride. And we'll be back next week once again to encourage the listeners to discern the times by viewing life through the lens of the Bible. Until then, remember to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Bless God's great nation of Israel. And to the only wise God, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Discerning the Times. Please come back and join us next week as we continue to encourage you to view current events through the lens of the Bible. Until next time, remember to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, bless God's great nation of Israel, and seek first the kingdom of God.
Discerning the Times is presented by Blessings to Israel.